I'm sorry. The finale of this video got a little messy. And it's gonna be up to you to put the pieces together. Things might be a bit out of order. We now learn of this savant that is the man behind Trader's Domain. It took me weeks to go through all the documents. But eventually, a pattern started to emerge. I was in my room one day and I overheard a conversation and I thought I caught something about B-booking, switching people from A-book to B-book. And so I asked Dave about it and he blatantly said to me, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, if people are gonna be losing, we might as well B-book though, because we're just leaving money on the table. We traced even more money that had come in. According to them, roughly 450 million went into Trader's domain. Coffeezilla, I don't think he's ever dealt with someone my size before. And nobody knows anything about his family because they don't have the resources I have. Hello? I knew immediately it was Ted. I could tell his voice. I raced to the office, but you could tell by what I was wearing, I wasn't expecting the conversation. Hey, David, how you doing? Hey, Ted, thanks for taking the time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I'll keep it quick with you. No problem. You weren't ready for it, but you've been on this case for months. Oh, I was prepared for it. I just wasn't expecting it. I mean, he seemed really hostile at first and like he was just trying to get me off the phone real quick. So obviously, mission one. Right, keep the guy talking. I guess if, since you don't have a lot of time, let me just start firing off some questions for you. And uh, you'll forgive me if, uh, you know, they're, they're hard questions, but I think, you know, given the time constraint, let's make sure we get to the good stuff, you know? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll clarify items up until 2020. Because after 2020, I was no longer the owner of the platform. So I don't know what happened with the platform. And I think just to be honest with you, uh, before we continue, obviously I've spoken to my counsel. We, we know about your YouTube channel now. We reviewed it. I mean, there's really nothing of substance on there, to be honest. I think it's more of a glorified, uh, just clickbait channel. Um, I, I see what you've done. You've taken a lot of the local uh hot topics for the for the time and tried to monetize it so i mean i appreciate your effort i think what you're going to do is you're going to have a hard time with this fact finding mission due to the people that you're working with so i'll let you do what you need to do that's why i said we only needed five minutes um i can't really entertain your conversation because there's really no merit for it in my situation okay wait a second wait a second back up Ted said he doesn't own Trader's Domain anymore? Because after 2020, I was no longer the owner of the platform. How's that possible? You know, I was actually expecting this. When I was going back through all those documents, I saw him trying to set this up. It's kind of a lot to explain. Might as well bore me. No one else in here is going to. Bar's dead tonight. All right, I'll tell you. Have you ever heard of the Panama Papers? Panama Papers? Sure. Big news story in 2016. Leaked papers show that rich people own everything. Not exactly a headline if you ask me. No, no, no. That, that's not the real story. We knew they owned everything. The real headline was that they kept it offshore. And the question is, how did they keep that a secret? I don't know. Good lawyers? More like bad laws. 
In places like Panama, you could own a company, but not be on the paperwork. And that's useful how? Well, you can hide millions in companies you control, but if anyone asks you about it, you're off the books. Hmm, I see. The true owner is hidden. That's right. It's called beneficial ownership, and the Panama Papers was just the start. Okay, I get that. But what does this have to do with Trader's Domain? Well, our friend Ted decided to use a similar playbook. Check this out. Here are the founding documents of Trader's Domain. In it, we see the first director's minutes where Ted Sofranco and David Negus got in this whole thing. They both get half the company's shares. But here's the key thing. In January 14, 2020, something changes. A new director gets appointed, someone named Arthi Kaniger, and watch this. After he gets in, Ted resigns. Oh, and it's in January 14, 2020. That's why he says he doesn't own it. That's right. But also, I found another document dated a little later, three days later, in fact, an acknowledgement letter admitting that he was the ultimate beneficial owner of Trader's Domain. Wait, then doesn't that mean he still controls it? Yes, exactly. So this new director is just the fall guy. Yes, now you're getting it. I, that's what I wanted to tell Ted in the first place. You know, I rarely give you compliments, but I really think you got him. I thought he did, but Ted wasn't gonna go down without a fight. Also, you said that in 2020 you signed over the account, but I have an acknowledgement letter from you that says that you actually are the ultimate beneficiary owner. Do you want to address that? No, because it's not true. So this signature on January 17th, 2020, where you acknowledge that all legal actions which may be taken by the company's director, which you did sign over the director or shareholder, including but not limited to signing of agreements, documents, are confirmed by and agreed with me as the company's UBO, and I have full control over directors or shareholders' actions. And this is your signature at the bottom. Is that fake? Uh, yeah, because was, was that document stamped? I'm sorry, you're saying this signed document from you is fake? Um, all corporations have a seal. So is there a seal on that document? There's no seal on this document. Okay, so like Ted, I said, you, you should Ted, really you know, Ted, why would somebody fake your signature on this? Come on. Um, the reason why that my passport's been passed around that's expired. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason why there's documents of mine that's been expired and passed around. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, I mean, please go on a better fact-finding mission. Oh, what is he talking about now? Well, check this out. Ted is basically saying that the document we have isn't valid because it doesn't have a seal that looks like this on the document, where ours just has his signature. Woo! This guy is slick, Coffee. I think his ability to lie is both his strength and his weakness, though. I mean, yes, he is very good, but probably also why he picked up the phone in the first place. Oh, he thought he could bluff past you. Right, and he's actually done it before. In digging through Ted's documents, I found I wasn't the only person he tried this trick on. Back in 2019, the Ontario Securities Commission even investigated him. You mean like, the Canadian government? Yep, they already looked into him and Ted lied his way out of it. I even have the emails to prove it. I mean, check this out. At the time, Ontario was concerned about Trader's Domain soliciting Canadian investors in 2019. So Ted said they didn't have that many and they'd be removing them from the platform by July 1st. And then what? And then that was that. I mean, it was over. So what? 
They just stopped taking Canadian clients? Oh, of course not. The investigation stopped. But I found people being recruited from Canada as early as directly after the fact. People like Armand, a customer who said he was from Ontario and wanted to sign up. And he said there was no option for it. And so they replied, just use crypto as the country code. The same thing happened with another Canadian. When he asked how to open an account, their response was, please use crypto as the country code. I can't believe they got away with this. Yeah, well, it actually gets worse because in 2021, Ontario decided to investigate them again. No way. This time they caught them though, right? Nope, Ted lied again. He told the investigator, hope all is well, we're not affiliated with this organization since early 2020. Huh, that's what he told you too. Correct. And I think that that's why Ted and David pulled this trick in the first place, to avoid the feds. Of course. Now that you mention it, they were first investigated in 2019. So in 2020, they do this. He's already gotten away with it twice. So what are you gonna do different? Well, this time we have a bit more evidence. We got that signed document, but we also have even better, a video from Ted saying he owns Trader's Domain after he wasn't supposed to. So the pilgrimage is located offshore. It is owned over here by myself. You haven't been able to explain why this isn't the I, case. It seems to I've me not. that you, you're on the record saying you own Trader's Domain after 2020, right? You're on the record saying that on video. I can send you the video if you want. Then we've got uh, you a signed document saying that you're the ultimate beneficiary owner. And then we have to ask ourselves, why would you resign from a company that's making so much money to some sham director? Did you sign it over out of the goodness of your heart? Or did you sign it over sign and it secure control? I didn't sign over, the, con I didn't sign over the, the company for the goodness of my heart. There was a sale made. Uh, so once again, like I said, you don't really have your back. How much money did you make from Trader's Domain? Zero dollars. So you started it and you just sort of profited nothing. You didn't make a dime. Nope. You say you sold Trader's Domain in 2020. That's what you say. Yep. How much did yep. you sell it for? Uh, I think it was 40000 Right, right. But what I'm asking you is why would you sell a company that has millions of dollars in deposits, is a successful offshore foreign exchange brokerage? Uh, why would you sell that for $40,000? because I had bigger plans. Why wouldn't you sell Trader's Domain for its true book value? Because I don't care about money. Ah, okay. Maybe you care about money, I don't. Oh, brother, this guy's a liar. Yeah, you don't say. Well, what does he care about? According to him, uh, the downfall of society. I don't agree with society at all, I think. A lot of people, including yourself, are very delusional in terms of what you think society is doing. What do you think society is doing? Well, you're contributing to it. But but contributing to what? Uh, the downfall of society through social media. And through the ability of people like yourself to generate revenue based on what I would say maybe... I don't want to, maybe the hysteria is the wrong word, or maybe, you know, the latest gossip, the latest information. Ted, you're monetized. you aren't the latest gossip. Yeah, so this you're monetizing. Is, this is a gigantic Ponzi scheme where people are suffering. Doesn't any of that matter to you? Once again, this is your benefit, not mine. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is a bunch of clients 
come to me. They say that there's, there's this giant Ponzi scheme. Ted Safranco runs it. I find your name over all the documents. Then I come to you and you're telling me, oh, this is a salacious thing. This is just gossip. This is news of the day. If a $300 million Ponzi scheme, or let's say the CFTCs, right? A $145 million Ponzi scheme. Let's even say it's a $10 million Ponzi scheme. If a $10 million Ponzi scheme is not worth talking about, what is? The lack of family value, uh, the way that people try and destroy other people's lives but, by But Ted, doing you, don't you think that the person who ran this Ponzi scheme destroyed people's lives? You don't you think they're to contributing to the destruction of family values? You know? Well, I, I, I think when you look at this circumstance, as you quote, call it a Ponzi, whatever you're investigating, mm -hmm. uh, maybe ask those clients of yours that you're investigating if um, they had free will to make decisions. And maybe but you'll if they get a were misled, right? If they were misled and lied to, by who? Well, by you, Ted. By me? Yeah, yeah, by you. Can you believe it? No, I can't believe this. I can't believe any of it. Neither could any of the victims I spoke to. What do you think about? You know, maybe it's your responsibility because it's your free will to invest. He's pushed that narrative before in the chat making like uh, nobody ever solicited any money or anything like that. But meanwhile, that's all bullshit. That is such a chicken response from a total coward. Oh my God. <laughs> so no accountability at all. I mean, this is sociopathic behavior, right? This is what a real sociopath does. They, they detach themselves from their behavior and they blame their victims. I was getting angry at this point, given the disconnect between the damage this guy caused and the absolute lack of empathy. Did you at least show him that damage? I mean, I tried to. When a guy tells me that his brother mortgaged his house to invest in Trader's Domain, you don't feel like you have any culpability with that. Who told them to mortgage the house? They're trying to better their lives. You understand that, right? To support well, probably ostensibly his family. You know, you talk about caring about these family values. Ted, this guy's trying to support his family. Don't you think that's a good thing? By it out? Not really. You're taking shelter and you're... To invest it. money. To invest money. A mom put uh, $10,000 to try to invest in his her kid's tuition. Do you not care about so, any of this? These family so value, these families? Well, I'm, I'm thinking right now you're giving me two situations where uh, people have made poor choices. And now to trust I, you as the owner of the Pam account and the person who ran it. Once again, couldn't tell you. I mean, we have you on video saying you ran it, so we don't have to uh, trust you on this. I'm just stating what you said. I'm just repeating your words back to you. So you don't feel any culpability for what you did there. I mean, you're saying I'm destroying the fabric of you know family values. Don't you think you are? No. Man, and I thought I was heartless. It's honestly frightening to hear someone like that on the other end of the line. It's like talking to a shell of a human being. Uh, no offense. None taken. Did you run the PAM? The PAM account? Which one? Any of them. Did you run any of the PAM, the, the high-risk PAM account, the one that was trading so well? I don't know. You don't, you don't know if you were running it or not? No. Um, how long will you run the PAM system for? Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, people have liked it. 
Um, I I don't mind doing it. It's not difficult for me to trade. Um, trading's easy for me. It'll be basically, you know, when I decide I'm bored. So you say, quote, how Have long you will you run the PAM system for? Um, I don't know. People have liked it. I don't mind doing it. It's not difficult for me to trade. Trading's easy for me. It'll basically be, you know, when I decide I'm bored. That wasn't you. Don't know what context that is. But you're just, it, I'm reading you the quote. It's you talking about the PAM system. You're saying, talking about trading in the PAM. You're saying you ran it. Don't remember that. I don't remember. How convenient. Yeah, the funny thing is, the victim said he was just talking to them about trading. I'm in chats right now on Telegram and where he's claiming to be the, still today. He's still in there actively saying that he's trading. There are a couple of bad days happened and he's like saying, you guys are stressing me out. I'm getting thousands of DMs from angry people. Do you think I'm not gonna have a hard time trading with all this pressure and stress? So he's still claiming he's the trader. So the fact that he's telling you that he's not aware if he's ever traded on that. I mean, that it's just who traded then, dude? Who's who's the trader? At this point, I don't know what to do. Ted's basically pleading dementia. I don't recall. Sounds like pleading the fifth to me. It's pretty surprising coming from Mr. Family Values because ultimately that's who is hurt by all this is the families. Do you think it's wrong that Algo Capital told its clients that it was running an uh, algorithm bot when in actual fact it was just you trading the PAM? Whatever they told their clients, you'd probably have to ask them about. I wouldn't know what they're telling it fine. I do think I should ask about it. I, I'm just asking for your value judgment. Do you think they're destroying family values with that perhaps? How they decide to run their business, if that's what they're doing, that's up to them. I don't judge other people. Oh, come on. You were judging me a second ago. Well, yeah, because you actually do something that I've researched. I don't know what those people do. He doesn't know what? He's the one taking money from them. Yeah, I know. Our conversation at this point had basically run its course. He'd stopped giving me real answers. Although, when he got the last word, I found it funny what he was still focused on. Mr. Family Values was still talking about the money. Well, this has been a very educational uh, call, believe it or not. Thank you for your time. Yeah, good luck with the monetization. Okay, all right, thanks, Dad. Good luck with your $300 million Ponzi scheme. Monetization, simple. <laughs> Pretty good tape. You can hear he's rattled, Coffee. But, oh, what now? Well, like you said, what now? Ted denies everything. Government already investigated him twice and failed. What's the smoking gun? Well, he was lying about Trader's Domain. He was lying about running the trading. We even want video of that. Sure, but what about the fake trades? You mean the b-booking? That's the real stuff. Do you have solid evidence there? I mean, yeah, we've got invoices. We've got an eyewitness. That's good, but they're just gonna deny that. You think I need more? I hate to be the one to tell you this, because you'll love this, but yeah, you need absolute proof. Fair enough, I guess. Well, wait, wh what makes you think I'd like to hear that? I didn't say you'd like it, you love it. The chase coffee, you can't live without it. Well, it sure beats being psychoanalyzed by a stochastic parrot. Coffee, I'm hurt. All this negativity coming from my best customer, from the looks of it, I think I'm your only customer. So I'll try not to be gone too long. Huh. Famous last words. I wouldn't see anyone for a while. I was obsessed 
and the days flew by in a monotonous blur defined by a simple routine. Drive to the office in the morning, work till I could barely think, and then head home after dark to get some sleep. People started asking if I was okay. I didn't even know how to answer them. The truth was, either I would break this case, or I would be broken. All right, I think I've got something. Uh, it's been several days of sleep deprivation and going through lots of files because, unluckily for me, a lot of people hate Ted. And they keep sending me stuff. So I had to go through everything. And after doing that, A, not doing great. B, I think I did find something. And I want to show you that, but... Not gonna do that here, cause my back hurts. And this is the floor, so. All right, we're back. Let's talk about fake trades. This whole case rests on whether Trader's Domain was making real trades or not. If it wasn't, it's a Ponzi scheme, end of story. Now, as part of this investigation, our first clue was that we found that Trader's Domain uses the software Beta Broker on the back end to make their trades. And we discussed how we found invoices from that company and it looked like maybe they were B-booking. But today, we discovered a lot more. I got leaked support chats between Beta Broker and Trader's Domain themselves, the back-end stuff. And I'm gonna show you what it revealed. Now, we're gonna talk about the authenticity of these documents in a moment, because they were leaked to me. So we have to be careful. But the headline of it is this. Beta Broker wasn't just offering Trader's Domain a software. Beta Broker appears to have been helping Trader's Domain fake their trades hand in hand with them. And we're gonna prove all of this. So here's what we have. We have leaked messages from the Beta Broker help desk. It's basically tech support. And we have screenshots between them and Trader's Domain. So we can see what they were asking for help with. Here's an example. On the 4th of November, 2021, Trader's Domain sends a message. They need help. Hi, please remove all orders for 11.04 and restore balance. That's November 4th. The response is, hello, we've received your request. We will check. And then, dear David, I believe this is the co-founder of Trader's Domain, David Negus, we would like to clarify with you one point. We see that negative profit is visible on deals for 11.05, November 5th. Please clarify, perhaps you meant removing orders for this date or still for 11-4. David responds, yes, for today's date. Now, I know that seems like a lot, but it's actually simple what's going on here. Traders Domain is asking to remove losses they took in the past on trades so nobody sees that they're there. Now, they took these losses on the 5th of November, but David gets a little confused and thinks it's the 4th of November. So he asks them about removing those. But Beta Broker corrects them. And this is important because it shows that they knew that the whole point of this is to fake a positive trading history. And they say, well, hey, you lost money today, not yesterday. Do you want us to delete today's trades? So this is incredibly damning. But I want to be clear for legal reasons. 
I don't know if this is a rogue employee at Beta Broker doing this or if this is a systemic thing and probably why people go to Beta Broker in the first place. I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know is that Trader's Domain couldn't have done this by themselves. They showed themselves to be incredibly incompetent. And Beta Broker was a huge part of their infrastructure to commit the crimes that they did. Now, here's another message. Hi, please remove all orders after 1330 GMT on 206 which is an account number for Ted Safranco, and restore all balances to that time. The response is this, Dear David, there are some profit deals. Could you please elaborate if we need to delete all deals for today after 1330 GMT? In other words, hey, maybe you just want us to delete the bad trades, not just the good trades. And um, that doesn't sound like tech support to me. That sounds like criminal support, in my opinion. And this shows in black and white how Trader's Domain faked this whole thing. They would do these trades, but they would remove the losing ones and keep the winning ones to create a winning record that looked real in real time because there were orders, right? But of course, what the customers didn't know is that those losing orders would all be quietly wiped away. And that's how this Ponzi scheme stayed afloat for so long. It looked like everything was real. They were very successful at faking this stuff. Although, of course, in the end, it's also how it fell apart because as we showed in the first episode, Traders Domain's customers started catching on to the changing trades and they would talk about it openly. He just changed the trades. He just changed the exit, you know, dollar amount that he, that he took on that trade. So this all lines up with what we know. Ted appeared to be trading in real time, but losing trades would suddenly vanish. And I know what you might be thinking, well, look, this is great and all, but how do we know that these support chats are real? Maybe these are Photoshopped screenshots from upset customers. And I wanted to go ahead and validate the authenticity of these chats. It's a hard problem to solve. And what I realized is we could actually compare these requests for order removals with what people were publicly reporting. And if those two things lined up, then these screenshots are very likely authentic. And that's when I found this Reddit post showing two pictures of their trading account changing. Once when Ted had lost on a trade and then later that day when those same trades suddenly change, they change where they closed. Now, just so you can read this, the blue arrows are the buys that Ted did and the red arrows are the sells. And as you can see from the first picture, Ted has lost money using the Wall Street bets trick of buying high and selling low. Now. He's going to solve this, though, with a very simple trick called fraud, because in the second picture, you can see that the trades have been adjusted and the story has changed. Now, suddenly the cells are about breaking even with everything that was bought. Pretty amazing, right? Now, I want to be clear, this Reddit user posted these screenshots months ago, independent of the screenshots that I have. But when I looked at the support chats and cross-referenced them and the timeline with these trades happening on January 20th, I found a support ticket from Trader's Domain for that exact day. Please adjust all orders to close price of 1932.41 at 0927 GMT for both master account and all investor accounts. And the response is, dear client, you want us to adjust all today's master deals to close time 0927 and close price 1932.41. And then they list out the six deals. And David responds, yes, correct. And then the reply, all orders have been adjusted. And sure enough, 
when we go look back at our Reddit post, it all lines up perfectly. And in the screenshots, six trades were changed exactly to the price that was requested, 1932.41. Now this is the smoking gun, undeniable proof of fraudulent fake trading straight from behind the scenes of Trader's Domain's own software provider. But I'm not finished because it's not enough to talk about if there was fraud, where did the money go? Who was entitled to that money? Well, I think I discovered that too, because I had 50,000 emails from Trader's Domain leaked to me. And I was trying to figure out how I could use these to reconstruct a map of how this Ponzi scheme worked, when suddenly I realized the answer was right in front of me. And that comes from the daily account statements. Now, I think we've talked about this briefly, but the way Trader's Domain convinced people that this was all real is they sent a set of daily trades, fake trades to their customers, supposedly how much money they had made that day. It all looked very real, official. But in these statements, they had people's names in them, account numbers, and their balances. And I realized, well, I had several snapshots of these. And using this, I could reconstruct this whole thing. So here's what I did. I picked a day near the height of the Ponzi scheme, September 20th, 2022. It's right before withdrawals all stopped. And I used a Python script to pull all the emails. I ended up with 9,663 emails. Then I used that script to extract the account balance, the names, the account numbers. And I used that to create a spreadsheet to map this whole thing out. And using that, we find out a couple important things. Firstly, how much was owed in this whole thing? And the answer, is $3.3 billion. Of course, not all that money is real. Uh, we have uncovered about $500 million of real money that went in, but that brings us to the second thing we can discover, which is who this money was owed to. And this is where all the pieces of our Ponzi fall in place, okay? Here are the biggest promoters, sponsors, and owners in Trader's Domain. Firstly, at the top of the list, we have Tintin aka Tintran, with nearly a billion dollars. Now that might surprise some of you, but keep in mind he was the main account people would send money to, as we discovered in part one. The second largest holder is not surprising, Ted Safranco, the guy who says he doesn't own any of this anymore. Well, on September 20th, 2022, he had $370 million. Next up, we have somebody from Houston, an MLM promoter, Holton Bugs. He had $125 million. And if you remember, the first victims we spoke to, they talked to Holton and were shown huge account numbers. Now we know how that was possible. Now the fourth largest holder is Algo Capital, another sponsor we've known about for some time. We didn't know the size though, $96 million. Mike Sims, another big promoter, is close behind with 84 million. And here we can find some interesting connections actually, because it allows us to discover Ponzi schemes within Ponzi schemes. Watch this. So apparently Mike Sims and Algo Capital work together, at least according to them. I have a role of serving as director of international business for Algo Capital, uh, which is a, a firm in Miami, Florida. Uh, we're also gonna be expanding internationally here pretty soon as well. And we are a hedge fund. We're a hedge fund uh, and we specialize in Forex trading. Now, this is actually interesting when you realize that Algo Capital was partnered with something called Omega Pro, which is an MLM Ponzi scheme, which purported to trade Forex, which might sound familiar. And, and we're excited to be partnered with Omega Pro uh, on, on their vision. So it appears this is where a lot of the money came from, was this 
other Ponzi scheme. Basically, Algo Capital and Mike Sims took money from that Ponzi scheme, supposedly to trade. They funneled it into their own thing, which was built around this thing, a Forex bot. But of course, that bot wasn't real. In reality, it seems like they forwarded that money into another Ponzi scheme, which is Trader's Domain. That's why I said Ponzi schemes within Ponzi schemes within Ponzi schemes. Yeah, uh, it looks pretty bad. And actually, funny enough, do you know who one of the promoters of this Omega Pro was? Come on, let's go, come on. Uh, come on. Uh, 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 uh. That's right. The scammer of Wall Street is back, Jordan Belfort. And I know some of you are thinking, wow, I thought he changed. Well, not so sure. There's only one way to get rich in this world, and that is quickly. You gotta get rich quick. I'm not talking about a get rich quick scheme. That's not what I mean. So I'm not advising you to go out and find some get rich quick scheme, which this is not. It's a legitimate business, okay? Actually, no, it isn't. None of that's true. You don't have to get rich quick. Omega Pro was a get rich quick scheme and it wasn't a legitimate business. Unfortunately for investors, Omega Pro has since collapsed at the same time Trader's Domain did. And so investors ironically got poor quick listening to a guy who got paid to speak. Good job, Jordan. I hope that 300 grand you had locked within Future Gin LLC was worth it. And I hope you pulled it from Trader's Domain in time. But let's leave that sleazeball and go back to another sleazeball. Up next on our list of Traders Domain holders is Disruptive Tech with 59 million. Now, who is that? Well, the email associated is Gilbert Pardala, who calls himself an enthusiast of the blockchain. In fact, he's so enthusiastic, he's previously been detained for a different scam called DagCoin. I mean, allegedly, guys, allegedly. Up next, we have Stormy Wellington, another top 10. She's an influencer with $26 million in Traders Domain which may explain why nine months ago she posted a video called, I bought a million dollar yacht cash. I mean, how do you think she did it, guys? It, it's a real mystery. Was it maybe that you were in a Ponzi scheme? I went out here and got it so all off of hard work and dedication. No lottery ticket, no luck. Ah, darn it. Turns out it was hard work and dedication all along. Now, jokes aside, we could go one by one through all these people, but we'll be here all day. However, a lot of these people didn't just end up with millions of dollars out of nowhere. They have that because they took it from the victims that they took a cut from, that they brought into this whole scam. So just in case I haven't mentioned the person who you got scammed by, here's a list of the top 500 players in Trader's Domain. If you have information on being scammed by them, you can contact me here to help with the investigation. Now, before we get to the final piece of this video, I wanted to just really briefly uh, come here and say, this is the most complicated investigation I've ever done, and I couldn't have done it without the support of you guys out there. Um, it, it, we've literally run out of wall. Think about that sentence. We're on the floor. I'm not exactly sure that says good things about my state of mind, but it's been so much fun. It's been one of the most gratifying things I've ever been able to do working on this case. and without the support of the patrons, it wouldn't have been possible. So if you can support, just thank you so much. You'll get a lot of cool perks. If you can't, well, you've probably skipped this already. So I wanted to do you a solid and let you know when to check back in, uh, which is gonna be right 
about. Now, the final question we have to answer is what's next for our villains? And the answer depends on which one. Michael Sims, Mr. Hedge Fund, is having his assets frozen by the CFTC. Tin Tran, an associate of Ted Safranco, is allegedly on the run from his Texas home with his assets frozen. Every single sponsor I spoke to claims that they were just innocent victims. Sure, they may have pulled millions of dollars into this fund, but they didn't have any idea it was a scam. And whether you find that credible, I'll let you decide. Here are the kinds of explanations they gave. Wait, you have 10 million pounds worth of clients with Ted? Yeah, so I've got loads of clients. I've got loads and loads of clients. Oh my gosh, actual dry powder, like dry powder capital? Yeah, the other day I had my guy put $460,000 in and it's the, the thing is, he doesn't know, but he doesn't look at any of the trades. We kind of tell him at the end of the day, but I was sold this as some like a sort of get your friends in, get your like family in, get everyone in, and it's solid. It's nothing's going to go wrong. So I brought all my clients from all the investments that I've ever done and brought them all over. And now it's going to. Personally, I don't find this all that convincing. Just like I don't find Ted Safranco's excuses convincing. Uh, and speaking of him, he wasn't that happy about this video to come out. And predictably, he has taken to social media to vaguely threaten me and my family. Mr. Stephen Fried Friedman or Friesman or whatever his name is, who goes by Coffeezilla. I don't think he's ever dealt with someone my size before. And nobody knows anything about his family because they don't have the resources I have. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I was very scared of Ted Safranco looking into me with his vast $370 million Ponzi money. But when he referred to me as Mr. Friesman, I breathed a sigh of relief. I think I'll be okay. Now, where do we go from here? Why did I make this whole big docu-series? Well, I basically wanted to argue for two points, essentially. Number one, this fraud is much larger than the $145 million Ponzi scheme the CFTC is currently investigating, in my opinion, okay? I think they only have a fraction of the people who were truly involved and a fraction of the dollar amount that was truly involved. I mean, we have crypto transactions proving a lot more. So that's number one. I think this is much bigger and the people who have been, been involved it's a much longer list than they have. But the second problem, and it kind of ties in, is the crimes being charged and not charged, okay? Right now, Ted Safranco is only being charged with submitting falsified bank documents. Now, to put this in context, this would be like if Sam Bankman-Fried's only crime being charged was for ordering too much DoorDash. I mean, did that happen? Maybe so. It'll be litigated. But um, Ted did a lot more than that, right? Okay, so did his co-founder, David Negus, who isn't being charged at all. So did Algo Capital, who told people this was a trading bot, an algorithmic thing, and they were handing money over to Trader's Domain. They haven't been charged. Neither has Holton Bugs, Mr. Exotic Cars and Yachts. This just isn't right, in my opinion, okay? I think these people took advantage of this Ponzi scheme, got very rich, and I mean, if you wanna even forget for a moment the idea of justice being served or whatever, what I'm really afraid of is that they're just gonna do it again. I'm just afraid we're gonna make a repeat of the same mistake the Ontario Securities Commission made. Twice, by the way. A few years ago, they had this case, it slips through their fingers, and as a result, more people get hurt. Because it's not like Ted's gonna stop, right? Already, he's looking to relaunch Trader's Domain under new names. I mean, <laughs> the guy couldn't even take a year off scamming people. His website already promises a migration of funds. So 
If people like Ted or his cronies get off easy, they'll likely do the same thing all over again, only they'll probably get better at hiding the scam. So I'm hoping for the sake of the victims, Ted and his goons don't get away with this because at the end of the day, that's who matters here, right? The victims. I mean, yes, I'll be honest. There are probably some unsympathetic investors in this thing, right? People like Jordan Belfort, people like Mike Sims, who scammed so many people. So it's tempting to say, okay, well, how did anyone fall for this? It's such an obvious scam. Maybe you think some of the people aren't sympathetic, but like all Ponzi schemes, at the bottom of this thing, you just find regular people who are trying to make a better life for themselves. And some of them didn't even know they were in Trader's Domain. For example, leaked emails I discovered showed a pension fund was invested in this thing called the Bergy Pension Fund. It got apparently funneled through Oppenheimer and Bishop and Associates, appears to have been then put with Renaissance Consulting, which was then placed in Trader's Domain. And I kept seeing that. Regular people investing their livelihood, mortgages, college savings. Some of them had no idea they were invested in Trader's Domain. They just put their money with a guy they trusted who put that money with another guy and another guy and another guy. And before you know it, you're in a Ponzi scheme. So those people didn't deserve this. And this video series is for those people, the regular people who lost money in this. They deserve justice because YouTube investigations, look, it's great. I love doing this. It's not enough, right? Awareness, subscribers, it's great. It's cool, comments, it's not enough. Trader's Domain has hurt a lot of people and the people in charge need to be held fully accountable and I cannot do that. So for now, our story ends here. Hey, coffee. Brooding as usual? Is this why you called, so you could have a buddy to play the depressed detective with? No, I came here for some peace and quiet. And, you know, I guess I wanted to apologize about the whole stochastic parrot thing. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean it. Nah, I couldn't stay mad at you. The bar would be out of business. Yeah, to be honest, I'm surprised you guys lasted so long. What has it been, like, a few weeks? Speaking of that, what happened with that Ponzi scheme you were investigating? Oh, yeah, that's over. I mean, Ted's still free. Sponsors deny everything. I guess you could say I'm still missing my perfect ending. Oh, well, I guess I'm sorry. I really thought you just needed more evidence. No, nah, you were right to push me. I mean, it helped, and you were right about a lot of things. Well, I'm always right. Uh, what was that other thing I was right about? You know, I think you said something about uh, enjoying the next best thing with a friend. Oh, right. That. Well, I can't drink, though. Yeah, I thought about that, so I picked up something on my way here. You like a little bit of juice, right? Coffee. You didn't. I did. I did. Premium grade stuff right here. Premium grade stuff, huh? A 9 volt? What, you couldn't get a bigger battery with all that Patreon money? I mean, what am I gonna do? I gotta keep you sharp. Who do you think's gonna drive me home? Cheers, by the way, my friend. Friend? That's a new one. I like a little better than Stochastic Parrot. Yeah, well, don't be too flattered. I think it's more of an indictment of my social life than anything else. Well, I, for one, am honored to be your first indictment on this case. 
Does this mean I'm like a sidekick now too? No. I don't have sidekicks. Coffeezilla doesn't have sidekicks. I think you're wrong. I'm already your best friend, I make you drinks, and I drive you around. I feel like a promotion is in order. I said you were a friend, and I work alone. Yeah, a best friend, who also moonlights as a sidekick. You're impossible. I think I'll go by Dr. Maxwell. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Oh, no, no, don't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just thanking the wonderful audience for watching. No, you do. You're doing that thing where you play us out while trying to pretend that this whole sidekick thing is happening. It's not happening. We'll see you all real soon. Sidekick thing is happening, and I love every one of you. And the dynamic duo is back indefinitely next week, every week. I can't even do every week. This took me like four months. A boy and his robot. You won't want to miss it. Click here to see more videos as we zoom out and fade into black. Nothing left to say. 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 Say.